0: Welcome to Hacking Everything, the cultures and politics of hackers and software workers. This podcast invites researchers who study what it is to be a hacker or computer engineer, or what it means to hack technical, individual, state, or corporate powers. We will think through what the hack means and what hacking does to all of us. This is the second edition of this series where we turned a regular old academic conference panel into a podcast. What conference, you may ask? This episode was recorded live at the European Association for the Study of Science and Technology conference in Madrid on July 7th, 2022. So stay with us. Your hosts, Paula Bielski, Matze Oyala, and Andreas Bischoff, as we throw out the PowerPoints and turn on the microphones and take you into the world of hacking.
1: Hello, everybody. In this session, we welcome Maja Obancic from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology in a talk titled Hacking Decision Making. On more and more occasions, political decision makers decide over software that is to be used by the public, and in these situations, decision makers rely on expert knowledge and risk assessment in order to make informed decisions. For software decisions, the needed expertise comes from IT and IT security experts and software developers, also known as hackers. In order to understand the many layers of construction and attribution of non-knowledge and ignorance among political decision makers, Maya deconstructs these kinds of situations hoping to shed more light on the complexity of technological governance. Welcome, Maya. Thank
2: you for having me.
3: Yeah, so that's also the title of your uh, presentation or your uh, uh, contribution. So like hacking decision making. So what do you mean like why hacking decision making?
2: Um I kind of have to admit that I chose uh, the title according to the panel because, um, it fair actually enough, ap- applying for the panel, um, actually made me think about what I am doing as hacking. Um, because what I am trying to do is, um, trying to understand how decisions, how decision making works. And at some point in my life, I just figured out that it's not only about what you know and what you don't know because, uh, I mean, and governments have a lot of politicians who do stuff that they not necessarily have been trained in. So they usually rely on, uh, as we already said, experts and expertise um, that they just can have at their hand. And um, But still, I figured, um, especially, no, I uh, found out <laughs> uh, by now that um, sometimes in these decision-making processes, um, even if there is expertise that is quite clear and that is not really... Um, that that there are not many discussions about, like, for example, in the IT and IT security sphere. um, I mean, of course, there are still discussions, but they are way less controversial than, for example, in medicine. Um, Still, politicians will not decide on what the experts said, but just decide on, oh, no, let's make it totally different. Um, Yeah, so that's that got me into wanting to understand how this actually works and how they can do this even though they have these experts saying, oh, no, please do this so data privacy is protected and everything will work fine, and politicians just being there and being, nah, we will do it differently.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of people that have been engaged in, uh, as scientists, uh, communicating with politicians, they might have made similar experiences, but Why don't they just do the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> Why not just doing the right thing? But in this case, uh, it's specific because it's, it's uh, sensitive and it's like on the forefront of technological in- innovation. So uh, how did you get there? Um, how did you enter this field? How did you have uh, contact to those processes? And what is uh, the project uh, about?
2: Uh, yeah th- uh, thank you for your question my uh specific project is uh, looking into the software implementation processes hence also this uh panel um and i'm especially looking into uh what kind of non-knowledge and ignorance is uh, what what role both of those are playing in these decision making processes um because one statement i have read very very often uh, especially by politicians was oh we just didn't simply didn't know so uh, my project started out um, during the pandemic and uh, one very obvious thing at least for me um, was to just look into the processes on how the different corona warning apps have been brought to society um i don't know i, I kind of hope no one remembers those things but uh, maybe some will um these Corona warning apps were, uh, there was in the beginning, uh, especially in 2020, a huge debate about which kind of technology shall be used for contact tracing and things like that. So by now we went to um, uh, a Bluetooth, Bluetooth proximity tracing uh technology which is very data friendly because all the data is stored on your phone only and it's very anonymous so that is great but in the beginning a lot of governments were thinking about using gps data which is uh, first of all not very um, yeah not, not not very good in really knowing where you are but still it knows where you are all the time so this is not really data friendly and uh, i have followed the discussions with uh, it security specialists um, quite a lot and they from the beginning were um, yeah talking a lot about uh, that this is not a good idea, um, and I am comparing actually two cases of that wh- which went a little bit the opposite ways. Uh, one is the case in Germany with the Corona wa- Corona Warn and the other is um, the case in Norway, um, which was actually two apps and both were called Smittestop, uh, which yeah it's just like infection stop.
3: Yeah, we have that in Denmark as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, they they copied the second yeah, version of it, Denmark. Yeah, so, thank you. Uh, it
3: worked out. Very yeah,
2: well. um, just just as a very very brief description, the processes, is um, the one in Germany. To my personal surprise, um, went uh, quite according to asking experts. Hey, what is the right technology? Experts saying use Bluetooth Bluetooth proximity tracing, and um, the government said to other tech uh, entrepreneurs, please build us this app using this technology so far so good um then there was uh, the turn to uh using a way worse model of uh, just throwing money at startups startups again but uh, yeah that's apparently how it goes and Norway did the other way around did it the other way around and they used they they just wanted to implement this technology very fast so they were were just using the uh, gps tracing which The public didn't quite like and uh, after a brief time, a a very short period of time of two months, the Norwegian government had to pull back that app because, first of all, the EU did not like that. And even though Norway is not in the EU, they are accommodating to a lot of EU um, legislations. And the second thing is that, uh, yeah, the, the public just did not trust it. And then also it happened that Google and Apple just pulled apps that used GPS tracing out of their app stores. Uh, and then it took them another six months to develop an app that they basically stole from Denmark. <laughs> So these processes were very different, and I mean, both of them have kind of the same expertise at hand. They have all have IT security experts that told them, hey, use this privacy-securing technology, and uh, they didn't. And yeah, that that caught my attention.
3: Yeah, really like platform politics and so on. But uh, somehow I know from, through rumors, I guess, that you said about this uh, startup app, uh, startup companies and so on, I think one of the people in this German hip-hop band called Fantastician Fear, which was popular when I was young yeah. and watched MTV, they are somehow involved in this. But rather than talking about German hip-hop, let's talk about agnotology and non-knowledge and unknowing. And what are you talking about there? Like, I Yeah, ignorance. And are you talking about like the kind of proctor agnotology, like manufacture of doubt or manufacture of ignorance or what are you talking about like non knowing
2: yeah i'm i'm uh, quite starting at the at the very beginning of it uh with um, basically f- first of all always stating that non non-knowledge or not knowing is not the opposite of knowledge because uh, both of them have um i call them enabling properties so no matter if you know or if you don't know something, you can always act upon it. And um, then there comes the very, very complex stuff uh, that I'm currently trying to, yeah, deconstruct and uh, get a little bit more knowledge uh, in. That, um, yeah, it is closely bound or closely tied with uh, power structures and power relations. So, um, yeah, there's basically... Um, no i start in in the other way, in the other direction uh i use non knowledge as my basic term um i'm not in an agnotological approach um
3: it's very hard to say so it's wise to avoid it
2: <laughs> also that yeah um uh yeah but basically i'm i'm starting with this non knowledge term as my basic term of uh, that is just a kind of more or less neutral thing or idea or i i don't even know how to call it but uh, that is the basis. And it is uh, not willful. It can happen on many different layers. It can be on an individual level and going up to a very global scale, because there are things we don't know. Uh, There are things we know that we don't know a lot about uh, on an individual scale, or even in a scientific way. Um, And there are Way more things we don't even know we don't know yet. So, um, th- yeah, I'm trying to look into all of that. But uh, in my case studies, I was mostly encountering a kind of willful um, way of dealing with non-knowledge, which is also strategic. And uh, there I'm rather with Megui, for example, and uh, Peter Wehling, actually, um, with using using non-knowledge and especially ignorance strategically. Um, I was raised academically in Germany, so for me also the term ignorance has a little bit of a connotation of being negative and being willful, so I'm transporting that into my English-speaking articles as well. Um, but I've, I, until now I found it quite uh, helpful as as well to just uh, take it like that. Um, yeah, and, and this ignorance for me is the willful part of it, so that this is even um closer tied to power relations and to... Uh, yeah, enabling structures,
3: agency, and something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah well, well, was there more to the question? I can talk about this for hours. So
3: I guess we can talk about epistemology and like negative epistemology like all week, but probably maybe <laughs> Let's, no, let's <laughs> not go there.
1: I mean, we can come back to this even within this episode. But uh, one thing that would interest me, or I want to come back with, is um, uh, what do we can learn from it in a way that um. Uh, or using the hacking metaphor uh what about decision making did you already hack and what can you share as knowledge with us other sts scholars uh, in order to maybe manipulate such processes in the future <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, the, w- what I learned so far is that it is actually pretty powerful to look at what is usually perceived as the negative side of things and uh, actually acknowledging that it has these enable, uh, enabling pro- properties or uh, its own agency uh, or Several agencies. So, uh, that is one very powerful move in, uh, for, for STS in general, I would say at least. Um, and in terms of, uh, going more into the empirics, uh, I think that it is, um, one thing I found out is that there definitely is, uh, not necessarily lying, but a lot of deceiving within, uh, politics. And now I can, I'm trying to prove that through de- deconstructing this whole situation. Um, Actually, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but it also, of course, depends on the scope. Uh, and also I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of proven again, because a lot of people before me did that already, um, that it is closely tied to, power structures. So, um, what I, one thing I actually found out is that the people who can afford not to know and to officially not to know are usually the ones with more power. So a politician can always say, Oh, I didn't know about that. Even though everyone knows they have this whole bunch of expertise behind them that they are regularly talking to and being briefed on, on stuff, even if it's only five minutes. Um, yeah, so, so that is uh, one thing that very struck out so far.
3: It seems to me that you're somehow completing this uh, uh, slogan of like knowledge is power, but you're kind of somehow also saying that not knowing is also power. Yes. Or that's somehow in there. Uh,
2: yes, <laughs> just yes. Really? <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Maya, and uh, telling us about uh, uh, the privilege of not knowing. I'm going to try to forget everything I learned right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it will be on the podcast. (laughs) Thank Thank you you very much for having me.
0: This episode was produced by Paul Libyalski, Manse Oyala and Andreas Bischoff and recorded live at the European Association for the Study of Science and Technology Conference in Madrid on July 7th, 2022. Sound editing and music was done by Heights Beats at Hot Milk Productions with special funding from the Chemnitz University of Technology. A special thank you goes out to all the panelists and audience members of our Hacking Everything panel at this year's EAST 2022 conference.